Welcome to Food Fight, the food podcast where we debate food topics despite having no real culinary knowledge, yet we still defend our uneducated opinions to the death. I'm your host, Kirk Pinchon. I am your other host, Lindsay Gentile. And each week we take one single food theme and dissect it, discuss it, and debate it within an inch of its life. We offer no solutions or answers to these food dilemmas, only more chaos. Speaking of chaos... Lindsay, we have the French fry poll results. <gasps> Talk to me. Tell All me. Right. Tell, okay, can I guess? Yeah, so it was between McDonald's and Burger King. I took out Wendy's. Uh, so it was just between McDonald's and Burger King. The numbers are in. Okay. I'm going McDonald's wins mm-hmm. with 63%. And... Burger King gets all the rest of the numbers, and I can't do math. Because we're, we're dumb people who can't do math. Yeah, Because exactly. we're writers and performers who can't do math. Mm-hmm. Yep, you are, I'll give you some math, half right. Woo! It, was, it was McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's won. It was a beatdown. 78% to 22%. Wow. People wow. chose McDonald's, which according to my numbers, they're wrong because Burger King was better based on my taste test. Well, like I said, there is this line of like, when was the last time you had a McDonald's fry? Yeah. Are you thinking back to like your childhood that you knew that they were better? Has the recipe changed? You know, there's a lot of factors in this. Yeah. And it wasn't even... A moment where this was close. When I posted it Tuesday morning, at one point it was uh, McDonald's eighty three percent. Whoa! And then wow. again, whatever Burger King percentage that is, because we suck at math. But yeah, and then uh, Burger King kind of bounced back, and and at its height was at twenty two percent. Okay. All right. So the people have spoken, and the people have decided that McDonald's is better. So there wow. you go. Amazing. Um, amazing. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be. I knew. I, we all knew McDonald's was going to win. I mean, come on. Come on. It's just, let's not be crazy. But I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Jeez. People, people hating some Burger King. Yeah. My first instinct was to say McDonald's would be like 70 something percent. Yeah. But then I was like, well, that's crazy. I mean, then you're only yeah. giving 30% to, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to be a little more fair. Yeah. But I mean, that's what I originally had thought it would be something like. That's yeah. why I was shocked when you didn't like the McDonald's fries. Yeah. I was shocked too. Cause again, I was going in thinking based on memory, McDonald's was going to be better. Burger King, you know what? Even though this poll says it, Burger King is still in my heart. I will still ride with Burger King fries. All right. So All right. That, that's what we've learned. But look out for our food polls every Tuesday morning on our Yummy Instagram page. We will do one uh, for the upcoming show. So keep an eye out for it. And our show today, Lindsay. Yes. Is Delicatessen. Oh, I am so excited about this. Oh, I'm verklempt, I tell yeah. you what. So I fa- I'm verklempt. Yeah. You're verklempt with it. This is like when, you, when you're a small Jew, your favorite <laughs> thing in the world is going to like a Jewish deli with your grandmother or your like your Aunt Flory and have some latkes and some pastrami. You know what I mean? I, I love how you refer to your childhood as when you're a small Jew. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the name of my memoir. <laughs> the, small Gentile, the small Jew, the small Jew. 
who eats delicatessen. Yes. So, yes, you uh, you grew up Jewish and you grew up on Jewish delicatessen. Mm-hmm. I am uh, technically not Jewish. I was not raised Jewish. My mother's side is Jewish. So I have a lot of Jewish food that was thrown at me uh, as a child and am very happy for it. Why is your family throwing food? That's bizarre. <laughs> Listen, a lot goes down in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not an easy city. The river was on fire. Our lakes I were polluted. can't believe you just said that because on my other podcast, my guest was in that show Hot in Cleveland. Oh, no way. So we just did a Cleveland quiz. And that was one of my questions was your river has been on fire yes. 13 times. Yes. It's been on. Yes. Which is actually kind of cool if you think about it. It's. Totally insane. I, by insane, you mean cool, because in Cleveland, we do things hardcore, and that means we we keep our river on fire. You also are responsible for the first indoor mall mm-hmm. ever. I learned yeah. that. And um, you're also responsible for x-ray machines and yeah. other amazing technology things. And LeBron James won us a championship. I don't know anything about sports, so I believe you. Yeah, yeah. I could have said anything. God damn it. You could have literally said anything. But uh, yes, growing up in Cleveland, on the eastern suburbs of Cleveland, which is where I'm from, there is a very large Jewish population. uh, Really great delis there. Um, Just to give you some background, my deli that I went to in Cleveland, you're going to love the name of this place. It was called Corky and Lenny's. That's so cute. Corky and Lenny's. Wow. It's been around since 1956. And it's one of those places where when my mom was a kid, that's where she would go as a teenager to hang out. Mm-hmm. That would be going with her friends to go get some deli at Corky and Lenny's. And then when I was a kid as a teenager, that's where I went with my friends to get deli. And now, even with my kids, when we go visit Cleveland, that's the first place we go to. Always. We always go to Corky and Lenny's. That's our first meal that we go to when we enter Cleveland. It's so interesting to me that as a young person, you went with your friends because I saw it as like, oh, we're hanging out with the old people today. Let's take them to the deli. We (laughs) never went as like a cool thing. It was like a very uncool, very old. I mean, I'm from South Florida. So like the older, the better, the older, the better in there. Never anyone young ever. Well, if you'd done some research, you'd also know Cleveland's really hipster. It's kind of like on the forefront of being hipster. Sure. 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 sure, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for agreeing with me on that. So we did cool things like that. I mean, Uh honestly, we just went because the food was good. So, you know, we, we went and got deli. Here's some fun stories about it before we get into our top, our main topics. Um, remember my friend Mike, who we hate because he got orange juice with sushi? Yes, he's a disgusting yeah. human. He's sure. a garbage pail. He's mm-hmm. a garbage pail. So we would take him to Corky and Lenny, as me and my other friends. And this is what he got. And I texted him to confirm it. And he's like, yes, I did. Here's what he got at a Jewish delicatessen. He would get a bologna sandwich on an onion roll with mayo and a large orange juice. I hate him so much. You're offended? I I have never in my life thought about getting bologna 
at a Jewish deli. I mean, that is like so offensive. Oh my God. On an onion roll with mayo and a large orange juice. The onion roll I can get behind because there's a lot of like onion bagel, onion, 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 mayo. Ah, fine. The bologna in a Jewish deli, like literally, I give me his phone number. I need to talk to this person. <laughs> it's, like, it's going this down. Is offensive. Yeah, it's not good. Um, and his argument, because when I texted him about it, I was like, "You did have that." He's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "You're trash." His response was, "Well, they served it to me." Oh, which I, I'm like, that doesn't make it good. I would like to reach out to a few delis and take a little poll of how often they serve bologna. On the beer. I bet you they do serve it, but not in that style. Rude. Very, very rude. Now, another one of my friends who would go with me to uh, Corky and Lenny's with Mike is my good friend Jay, who I've known since I was 14. Here was his go-to. He would get, this is going to redeem it, he would get pastrami on rye with coleslaw and Russian dressing, a chocolate phosphate. And then he said, and the pickles. That's, is he single? Cause that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he's single. He's Jewish. I'm telling you, I wouldn't have done the Russian dressing because that's fairly not as Jewish. Oh. Like I would go with like a spicy mustard instead okay. of that. Yeah. Um, a deli mustard, but I'm all about pastrami, all about yeah. it. He was, and that was his go-to. Uh, I also, I texted him. He's in Australia now, so I don't know how much deli he gets. But he did also say, I was like, what's a hallmark of a good deli? And he said, a hallmark of a deli is that they serve just about everything. But if you order the spaghetti, you're sorely missing the point. Yeah. I don't even know if the delis that I went to even have spaghetti. No. <laughs> I don't even think that's an option. (laughs) Wow. So you went hardcore is what I'm hearing. Yeah. You got to go. Look, when you're from South Florida, if you're going to a deli, it's very like New York Jewish. It's not Mm -hmm. like a diner. Yes. There's There's, definitely a difference. There's a major difference. A diner has a menu of a million things. You get spaghetti meatballs or pastrami. You could get a, a variety. But if yes. you're going to get, I can't imagine Cantor's Deli has spaghetti on there. They menu. do have a whole, if you look at the menu, they do have a, a mishmash. Really? Yeah, they have a whole, it's a whole thing. Well, really I do. only see that as them being like, and then some idiot's going to come in here and want something stupid. So we'll put this <laughs> yeah. just for him. Yeah, you know? like a guy would get bologna on an onion roll with mayo. We're going to um, serve that dumb dumb. Rude. Hurtful. I hate him. Which is great because I feel like you hate him more than you hate me. So he's kind of he's kind of taking the shade, which I like. At least he eats mayonnaise. Oh, stop! Stop! Boo! Yeah, boo, Mike. You're booing Mike, right? Not me. You. Oh, god damn it! All right, let's get into some 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 hot deli talk. I'm going to go with the first question which is going to be our poll question. So uh, if you uh, are on Instagram, look out on Yummy for you'll see this poll question. Corned beef versus pastrami, who wins? Okay, this is, this is- This is serious really, shit. This is a really good question. Yeah, we're not and fucking around. 
If you had asked me about 10 years ago, I would have been like, obviously it's corned beef. Obviously. I mean, it's like, there's no, there's no, um, there's no comparison, Mm -hmm. but I will say this. The last few times that I, because usually when I go to a deli, someone gets a corned beef, someone gets a pastrami, we kind of split to mm-hmm. see what we what we like better. And the pastrami, the last like couple of years that I've gone to delis, wins hands down over corned beef. Wow. Okay. From New York to LA, I can say that. Both, both cities. Mm-hmm. Wow. I ride hard with corned beef. So I, I go corned beef all the time. I get uh, it. Pastrami is great. I have no problem with pastrami. In my mind, I go for corned beef, A, because I like it more. And B, if you're going to give me a good corned beef, then you're a legit great delicatessen. Yeah. I feel like there's What's, a little more leeway with pastrami. What, do you, what is the difference between the two? Pastrami, I think they're, uh, uh, pastrami has spice on it. Pastrami yeah. a little, has, has a, like the peppery. Yeah. Um, on it. And I thought that corned beef and pastrami were cooked a little differently, but mainly it's that it's the same meat. It's the exact same meat. It's just like the spices are different. It's the spices. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I see both sides. I just have to say from experience, I was shocked several times that I preferred the pastrami over the corned beef. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're going pastrami. All right. Well, we'll be taking a poll and that will be our poll question. Corned beef versus pastrami. Um, we'll see who wins. Uh, I'm going to do another versus a Reuben versus a smoked turkey with coleslaw and Russian dressing. To me, this is also, there's no comparison. If you're going to go for it, you go for it with a Reuben. Yeah, I agree. You go you, with if the you're going to start doing Thousand Island dressing and all this stuff, mm-hmm. Or whatever it is, Russian dressing. There's a difference. I'm glad you brought up this mistake. What's the difference? Okay, Russian dressing and Thousand Islands are two different things. I did some research because I knew you'd screw it up. (laughs) Tell me. Okay, the main difference between the two is the use of pickles in Thousand Island dressing, giving it a more sweetness and texture. Russian dressing is known for a more piquant or spicy flavor from chili sauce and prepared horseradish. Really? Okay. Boom. I can see that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, either way, if you're going to smother your sandwich in something that's mayo-based and like has, I don't know, I just feel like a Reuben is so gluttonous. Like, why would you not go for the full thing and like go for a turkey? Like, that's just so boring to me. Okay. All right. I understand. What if there's cheese on that turkey? It's fine. I would rather have, if I'm going Jewish deli, I'm not going turkey ever. Okay. Smoked turkey is big in the uh, delicatessens that I've, I've visited. Uh, but yeah. Reuben, yeah. I think true. To me, a Reuben is like corned beef. If a, if a delicatessen has a good Reuben and a good corned beef, then, then you've won my heart. Hell yes. Yeah. Absolutely. What is your issue with Russian dressing? I'm shocked. I actually I don't, don't have mind an Russian issue. dressing. I don't have an issue with it. I'm saying if I'm going like smothered, fattening, yeah. then I'm I want that on a pastrami and really go for it. If I'm getting a sandwich at like on the way to the beach, you go for something light like turkey. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to a deli, you're like going for it. Don't do turkey. Like go for it with like a real 
pastrami or corned beef or something really fattening. All right. Speaking of real fattening, brisket versus roast beef. Um, I think I would go for a brisket. Yes, you would. Me too. But I don't know, sandwich wise, I don't even know if I've ever had like a brisket sandwich to fe- to me feels more like a barbecue situation. I don't know if I've ever had like a brisket in a deli situation that's like a oh, sandwich. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's great. Uh, you've never had like, because I know a, like a barbecue brisket's a big thing. But you've never, like in your family, you've never had like leftover brisket made a cold brisket sandwich? No, I usually just eat it without the bread. But if I have to go sandwich, I would probably be like, oh, roast beef sounds more like a normal thing just because I've never had a brisket sandwich. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, hmm. Hmm. Not judging you. I do like a roast beef. Roast beef's okay. Uh, If I'm in a delicatessen, I'm, I'm going brisket. Uh, getting back to leftover brisket. So you had a you had a brisket for dinner. There's some leftover. You said you're going to eat it without the sand, without the bread. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Are you eating it cold? No, and I oh, honestly, there's it. probably not any leftover anyway. <laughs> very, very, very fair. You yeah. know, you like because you've mentioned. I know, I know. I have an obsession about cold leftovers. But a cold brisket is fantastic. A cold brisket sandwich, it is wonderful. It tastes just as good. You don't need to reheat it, it if you're eating it. chewy and like that. You know when fat isn't heated up and it's like yes. really weird? It sounds no. weird and chewy to me. You sound weird and chewy. Well. Let me tell you this, which is going to be like, I don't make any sense. When I was a kid... You're going to compare me to Mike and be like, you're just as garbagey as Mike. Uh, my mom would make brisket. We'd have some leftover. Uh, I'd make a cold brisket sandwich. But the first piece of brisket I would cut off, so it's like a little chunk, I would dip it in the mayo jar and eat it before I would make my sandwich. That sounds great to me. Oh, but I, I like you- mayo and you don't. I know. I, I've, I've moved on. But I also, what I'm saying is I would dip it in the jar. That's fine. I used to dip carrots in mayonnaise, right? I told <laughs> you right. that. That's right. Oh, I am better I'm than down, you. I'm down for a mayo dip. You're down for the dip. Hell yes. All right. Down for the dip. All right. We're going to get way, way deep cut delicatessen now for these next couple of sessions. Um, tongue versus chopped liver. I don't do either. What? Oh, come on. Really? No. Can't get behind it. Why? Not Okay. Tongue because it's tongue? Yeah, can't get behind it. Oh, shame on you. But what about chopped liver? Can't get behind it. Why? Do you not like liver too irony? It like literally makes me want to die just thinking about it. Oh, my God. We can't go to a deli. I've had chopped liver before and I've never had tongue, but it took a lot of convincing. And in the end, I was like, great. I never need to eat that again. (laughs) Okay. Well, the answer is tongue. Tongue, uh, chopped liver is fine. Tongue is fantastic. Ugh, Go with it. It's just, it. it's just tender meat. If I gave you some, okay, oh God, I almost said that weird. Okay, let me rephrase. <laughs> rephrase <laughs> yourself. Let me rephrase myself because what I was about to say was way wrong. <laughs> if I were to offer you, still weird. <laughs> I am still getting there. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna find it. Give me a second. Okay, there is a meat. 
Nope, not there either. God damn Pres- it. If I were to present you with, nope, not, nope, not good either. Okay. Can't God, do it. <laughs> we're going to find this. We're going to find this. If you had the option. Yes. To eat tongue. That's not bad. No. Okay. If I were to offer you. It's the, when you involve you that it gets bad. Uh, yeah, particularly <laughs> me. Okay. So if, if a you, restaurant. That's even, yes. Yes, here we go. If a restaurant uh, has the offering of tongue and someone ordered it at your table, you didn't know that it was tongue and you ate it, you wouldn't, you would like it. That's fine. But I, as soon as I knew it was tongue, I'd be That's upset. what it is. It's the yeah. tongue. It's the, it's, it's the naming of the tongue. Yes. My mom but, eats tongue. See, again, that sounds weird too. Yeah. <laughs> My mom enjoys tongue. My mom <laughs> yeah. consumes yeah. that that we're speaking of. There but, we go. Um, yeah, it's not. No, can't. you're not here for it. Okay. Nope. All right. Let's keep diving deeper with some more deep cuts. White fish or lox? I don't do either. What the fuck is going on with you, Lindsay? Sorry. Oh my god. I don't like smoked. Flavored fish. Oh my god! I love like the sushi episode. We talked about yeah. salmon. I love salmon. Raw fish is fine. Yeah. I don't like smoked fish. I don't uh, like that taste. So uh, a lox and bagel. You're not here for. No, I'm here uh, for a bagel with pretty much everything else except for lox. So not even lox spread then. Mm, that would be a better option for me, but that's mm. not what I would want. Okay. Whoa. I am gobsmacked. I know. You know, I probably, it's probably like sacrilegious. Mm-hmm. Like if a rabbi knew that I was a Jewish <laughs> person that didn't eat lox, like they would probably just disown me. They'd just kick you out. But honestly, I march to the beat of my own drum and I am who I am. So. And you're owning it. I'm and, owning it. And I applaud you for that. I've I always owned it. Tidy. I've never tried to be different than who I am. God bless you for it. All right. Let's keep diving deep. This one I know you're going to have an opinion on. Hala versus rye. Oh. One's, one's got to go. For a sandwich? Uh, or we'll just say, in general? Okay. Let's say for a sandwich first. For a sandwich, rye. You go with rye. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's better. It's better. I've had hollow sandwiches. The sweetness. It's just too sweet. Yeah. But I don't want to live in a world where there's no challah. Oh, that's so sweet. I want to eat an entire loaf of challah, not sliced, like a a whole loaf. And I want to rip off pieces of it and dunk it in butter. That is... Sexy as fuck. That, right? Oh, I want to eat that so bad right now. I know. Jeez, I don't, don't want to live. Don't make me choose. I don't want to live in a world without Hala. Wow. That's a great quote. There's our other t-shirt. I don't want to <laughs> live in a world without Hala. Lindsay Gentile. <laughs> All right. I agree. I agree. You can't live without a world without uh, Hala, but for a sandwich, it's rye. Okay. Rye versus pumpernickel. Rye. Pumpernickel. Why? Pumpernickel is the best bread to have on a sandwich, particularly with uh, a heavy meat. Are they that different? It's heartier. It's darker. It's a little oh, earthier. Oh, it's that dark 
Yes. It's a dark bread. Yes. It's a brown yes. bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It holds up with mustard, mm-hmm. holds up with any sort of meat. It's just got a little more strength than the rye. Yeah. I, love, I love a good rye. Love rye. I'm just thinking of this now, and I'm wondering if you have ever had this experience with rye. Have you ever been to a deli and they're like, what kind of rye do you want? Do you want a hard, medium, or soft rye? I don't think so. I've had that experience and a hard rye is way rough because it's just, I don't know why anyone would get a hard rye. Is it like a sharp rye or is it like the actual bread is hard? The actual bread is like harder. Oh, that's it's so like interesting. It has a crisp or something. Yeah. And some people prefer that. And I'm like, no, I, you, you need the soft rye. Honestly, I could eat bread. I could eat rye bread with just deli mustard on it. Oh, I could I've done that. that. Yeah. You just roll over like a piece of it with mustard in the middle. I mean, God bless. <laughs> Living your best life. Life hacks by Lindsay. Yeah. These are some carbs I can get behind for yeah, sure. Yeah. These are, these are carbs. You're like, I don't fucking care. This is good. I'm not going to feel bad about it. Yep. Agree. Agree. All right. Here's something that I want to know. Because I don't do this. And I'm wondering if you do. Do you get a bagel at a delicatessen? No, not typically. I save those. I save bagels for bagel occasions. Um, I have been at the table with someone where they're like, I'd like to substitute my toast for a bagel with a bagel, please. But I typically don't think that delis always have the best bagels. Yes. And I don't want to waste my bagel experience on a deli bagel. Agree. Agree. I have found that too, going to delis. Bagels at delis at best, they're like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. But why? Why? Yeah. I would not. I would get something. I would get a different breakfast uh, than Mm -hmm. a bagel at a delicatessen even though for some reason you wouldn't put locks on it, which is just crazy to me. I don't even know if I've ever even had locks. How does your mom feel about you not liking locks? You know, we never really had a deep conversation about it, but my sister and I have talked about it and my sister felt similarly. Um, We've spoke on many occasions about our lack of locks and about a year ago, she started eating locks. Oh, look at and that. she's 40. So it took wow. her a really long time. Can we replace you with her? Oh, you don't want to do a podcast with <laughs> my sister. She, you, think I, you think I'm tough? You have no idea. Uh, so you're being nice to me. She would bring me to tears. Um. She would probably just ignore you and walk away more than anything. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. She would just pretend like you don't even exist. Wow. Oh. Yeah. She's really tough. So what I'm learning here is the two of you I would never have on this podcast at the same time. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it would be I would. Bad. Uh, yeah. Okay. Or I would be middle child and just making sure everyone's happy. <gasps> so. If she's being mean to me, would this be an instance where you go, hey, Kirk, you know what? I like what you're doing. No, because I wouldn't want to offend my sister, but I would be doing a, but what if, but how about, you know, the middle child thing trying to make everyone happy? But even in that case, you still wouldn't side with me. 
I would have to side with her. I have to live with her for the rest of my life. I mean, I'm right here. I'm right here. But I mean, who knows how long you'll last, you know? It's very, very true. Okay, let's move on to soup. Put this in order from best to least pleasing. Okay. Matzo ball, rice, noodle, kreplach. I've added one. We did this last time with some with a different episode, but I want to hear your I want to hear your order for this. Um, in my opinion, there's no other soup than matzo ball soup. Oh, so you're just discounting rice noodle and uh, kreplach. I would never order any other soup at a deli. Not even than matzo ball soup. I don't the even know d- what that is. That's dumplings. It's like dumplings. I would never order that at a Jewish deli. Wow. Okay, so it's it's matzah or die. It's matzah or die over here in this household. Wow. What about, you know, the mishmash soup? What's that? Oh, God. God damn you. It's everything. So it's all the things. So it's it's matzah, rice, noodles, crap block. It's all put together. No. Wow, nope. you are a purist. Mm-hmm. Matzah ball. Now, I prefer a matzah ball soup with chicken and some veggies in it over just how Cantor's literally just has a matzo ball in liquid. But isn't that Um, the old school way? The way my grandmother made it had veggies in it. So I think my old school way has veggies in it. So I don't like just a matzo. I mean, I'm not going to not eat it. It's a matzo ball. But I would prefer if it had some chopped up veggies. Yeah, you want some carrot and Carrots celery in it. and celery and some like parsnip. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's good. Do you feel like it needs chicken? Do you feel like it needs, I don't think it needs actually no, chicken. No, I don't think it needs it, but when I make it, I put some chicken in it. Oh, okay. All right. But I'm making it for a lot of non-Jews because <laughs> I don't have a lot of Jews in my life. So like okay. I got to dumb it down a little bit. So I put some chunks of chicken to make them happy so they okay. understand matzo ball soup. You're, you're teaching them. You're taking their hand. I'm taking their hands and I'm like, here, here's chicken soup with this thing in it. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> okay. Well, at least your friends aren't eating bologna and mayo and onions. So your friends are better than my friends. A travesty. Yes. Uh, so for the sake of argument, for me, I'm going to go for the soups. Matzah, kreplach, rice, noodle. That's my order. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Noodle is the least important. Now, before we uh, move off of soups, do you want your matzo ball soup schmaltzy? What does that you mean? You want the, the schmaltz? You know, that's like the chicken fat. So it's like chicken fat. It's just got the flavor. Oh, I don't mind a little schmaltz. Yeah. I don't need it to be schmaltzy. No, but if there's schmaltz in it, because some, some, some matzo ball soups are a little schmaltzier than others. Yeah, you're supposed to like skim it off when you make it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they there's some still gets out, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm okay with some getting out, but I don't think it really does much. To the flavor, either way. Okay, I disagree. I think it adds. I think the schmaltz, not too much, but just a little, like in life, a little bit of schmaltz okay. gives a little flavor. That's uh, that's how I like it. I just thought of this, and I'm curious if you've ever experienced this. It drives me crazy. If you go to a place that's 
says delicatessen, but you're like, this isn't a delicatessen. Who are they fucking kidding? Have you ever had that experience where it's like, I'm giving up, uh, uh, making up a name, Max's Delicatessen, and you're like, home of corned beef, and you're like, oh, it's almost like if you're in New York and you're like, the world's best New York pizza, and you go there and you're like, this is bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. Um, a lot of delis, I mean, there's definitely, we talked about a huge difference between a deli and a delicatessen. Um, like when I went on Postmates to look at like what's around me, Yeah, there's, you put in deli and there's a million sandwich yes. spots, but they're yeah. like Italian sandwich spots. Which is they're a little, not, that's a little different thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if I've ever, I typically find and follow like very Jewish and like yeah. a Jewish or Hasidic neighborhood or Orthodox neighborhood delicatessen. So I don't know if I'd be as surprised. Okay. Let me throw out some, some LA uh, landmark delicatessens then and see if you've been there. Obviously Cantor's. Yeah. Cantor's to me is my favorite. That's just because when I moved to LA, I, I literally lived two blocks away from Cantor's. Okay. So I could walk there. Delightful. Um, then, uh, Greenblatt's. Greenblatt's green is good. Have you had Greenblatt's? I've never had. I've honestly only been to Cantor's and Friedman's. Friedman's? Um, I don't think I've ever been to Friedman's. Friedman's is relatively new. It's on the border of Silver Lake and Echo Park. And it's okay. supposed to be like a hipster spot with Jew mm. food. But like, to be honest with you, I don't need it. I don't need a hipster delicatessen. Exactly. I need a Jewish delicatessen. It's good. Yes. The food is delicious. Yeah. Um, but it's not the vibe I want. And I have to be honest with you. Like, I haven't found my plate. Like, New York, you go into the heart of Williamsburg and you have some real, like, Jewish mm-hmm. delicatessen. Cantor's to me is fine and it's my go-to because it's like easy and popular, but it doesn't hold a candle to the tastes I've had in New York City. Okay. Does it hold a candle to the taste you've had in uh, Miami? Um, yeah, because like Miami's not really known for the food, so it's Mm -hmm. like not... It's good and it's comfort food. But when you yeah. go to New York and you have like a corned beef or pastrami in a Jewish yeah. neighborhood in New York, it's like life changing. Yeah. It like exactly. melts in your mouth. I mean, it's like unbelievable. I wouldn't say I've ever been blown away by a deli in Florida, okay. you know, or LA or LA. No. So the cliche is actually true then that uh, the best delicatessens are still in New York City. Yeah, I think you go to New York for the pizza and for the deli. Okay. All right. Words to live by. Let's move on. We're going to later get into desserts, FYI. So that's going to be way exciting. But before we do that, I'm going to throw out some some Jewish delicatessen dishes that all of these I mean, I've had, but not at delicatessens yet. I've seen them at Jewish delicatessens. We talked about it before. Kugel. Yeah. Have you had Kugel at a deli? No, I have not. Okay. Do you feel like Kugel Kugel should not be eaten at a deli? You're not going to get the one that your grandma made. Um, I think if you are going to a party and you're picking up some sides to bring over and you don't have time to cook, mm-hmm. you should get like a nice savory cookle. But I've never felt the need to get it like in-house. 
Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Here's another thing. Do you call it just Kugel or do you ever say noodle Kugel? I call it um, Kugel. But then when I look at my friends that aren't Jewish and I have to uh, baby them, I say, <laughs> this is Kugel. It's like noodle pudding. <laughs> and they go, oh, does noodle pudding help them? Or they go, noodle pudding? No, they're like, pass the carbs. Pass <laughs> the sweet carbs. I will have it. I might be pronouncing you. You say differently than I say it. Say, say it again. I say Kugel. Kugel. I think I'm saying Kugel. I don't know if there's a right or wrong. I mean, yeah. It might be also like I have New York family, so I have yeah. some like New Yorkisms. I don't know. Okay. All right. Fair enough. What about a knish? Have you had a knish? I've had a knish, but I don't think that I... I would go for a latke over a knish. Oh, yeah. Okay. So if I went for a side and it was like, we have a blintz and a, and a knish and a latke, there's no way I wouldn't order a latke. Like for me, that's the equivalent of what we were talking about with the matzo ball soup. Like there's okay. there's no other option. You're going to have a latke. All right. Remember when I called it latke and you really made fun of me? Well, I mean, what, what are we doing <laughs> here? You said you weren't Jewish. And I'm like, oh, really? You called it a latke. You have never had a ton of these foods. You haven't eaten tongue. So you can fuck off. That's a choice. No, that's a wrong choice. Come on. Um, but for those who don't know, a knish, it's a it's a billowy piece of dough filled with seasoned mashed potatoes. It's really delicious. It is really good. I'm shocked, but you're still taking a, 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 a latke over it. If there's a latke, latke option, I'm getting it. Okay. So latke first. Would you get a knish over a blintz? For those who don't know, a blintz is a thinly rolled pancake. It's got cheese or fruit. I'm not a big blintz guy. You know, a blintz is always a good idea, but it never quite delivers. So I would do a knish, I think, over a blintz. Okay. But if I wanted something sweet, I think I would go for the blintz. Okay. What about a kishka? What is that? Oh, oh, really? I've never had a kishka. Uh, and here, I'll tell you why I only know what a kishka is. Uh, a kishka is a blood sausage, a sausage made with pig's blood and buckwheat or barley, and then yeah. stuffed in casings. I don't go to delis for sausage, you know? <laughs> that was a very distasteful face you made. I've you never seen a Jewish person eat a sausage in a delicatessen in my life. Ooh, okay. All right. I'm going to go back up to uh, my good friend, Jay, who for his breakfast at Corky's, he would get, this is actually impressive. He would get pancakes, then he would get a Western omelet, and then he would get a side of, so of sausage links. Okay. Is your friend Jewish? Yes. I don't think I've ever gone to a delicatessen for breakfast. What is going on with you? This is like lunch food. Oh my fucking God. This is not a diner. I it's can't believe I'm going to say this as a person who stated on this podcast that I don't like breakfast, but delicatessens are 100% breakfast places. No, diners are. No, delicatessens are. They're also lunch places as well. 
but they're 100% diner uh, uh, breakfast places. I have never Are in my life. Are you insane? I want to see the Cantor's menu for breakfast. Look up the Cantor. It's, it's fucking gigantic. It's massive. It's not like they don't serve stuff. I have never in my life went to a delicatessen for breakfast. I can't believe I'm going to say this. And again, I don't like breakfast. You've been doing your life wrong. Like even for me, like I often order like corned beef hash for breakfast. Yeah. If I'm at a deli, but like, I don't think that that or a diner. I don't think as of that as like a Jewish thing. Breakfast at a delicatessen is not a Jewish thing. No, I've never had that at a Jewish delicatessen. Oh, I mean, they serve I've had it there. That, I know. But like, I don't, when I order it, I never see it as like a Jewish thing. I wouldn't go to a delicatessen for breakfast. I would wow. go to a diner for breakfast. That's kooky talk. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. That is really blowing me away. I can't believe it because I don't even like, like, granted, I will go to a deli and for breakfast, I will get the corned beef sandwich. Um, which is great in the morning. Right. Yeah, but, I don't know. I wow. just, maybe in Florida, they had really bad breakfasts or something. Maybe. Like even the corned beef hash that I've had at Delicatessen's on, I think about it. I have had them. Like I have chosen that. It's not as good as when I've had it in non-Jewish places. Wow. So you're here for a breakfast at a diner, but not mm-hmm. at a Delicatessen. Yeah, I'm at a Delicatessen for like a lunch sandwich. Okay situation here's a question i haven't done this have you ever been to a delicatessen for dinner yeah for like jewish holidays okay okay oh mm-hmm. well, i'm not at home okay all right what are you, yeah what are you because getting? i don't have a lot of jewish friends so if mm-hmm. there's like a if there's a jewish holiday and like i'm not gonna cook a whole big thing for just me mm-hmm. so like maybe me and a friend will go to Cantor's and get like a matzo ball soup and a latka and a sandwich you know okay all right Ooh, back to latkes when you get it are you doing the sour cream and applesauce i like both so you're putting both on there yeah at the same time sure Okay. I mean, you don't have to. I'm asking what one you One bite, you, you do applesauce. Uh, one okay. bite, you do sour cream. Then you do both. Both right. is really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I've, uh, uh, I've had that too. It's good. It's good. couple more before we get into desserts. Borscht. Hell yes or hell no. What is that again? Oh my God, Lindsay. Your mom is going to kill you. What is it? Borscht is beet soup. Never had it in my life. Oh, my God. We're not a Borscht family, I guess. Are you sure you've been to a delicatessen? What did I tell you about soups? I said (laughs) matzo ball soup or nothing else. But you should know what Borscht soup is. No one in my life would ever order that over matzo ball soup. I'm not saying that they would do that, but they would know what Borscht soup is. Well, if we've never ordered it and I've never seen it, how would I know? If the matzo ball soup is flowing, it's not – the Borscht is not happening. I mean – I'm saying this telling you that borscht is not good because typically borscht soup is served cold. So it's cold beet soup. Mm, I like uh, beets. Beets are good, but mm-hmm. uh, borscht, which you've never had or known about, is is a no for you. Okay. I also okay. don't see beets as being a Jewish thing. That's interesting. I I don't either, but it's it's very – you can get it at a lot of Jewish delicatessens. Uh, speaking of something you can get at Jewish delicatessens that I've never had, gefilte fish. 
I used to eat that when I was young. Oh, really? That is yeah. amazing. Yeah. I would eat it, like full on eat it. I haven't had it in at least 15 to 20 years. That is interesting because I associate gefilte fish as something a senior citizen would eat. Well, they do. So they have a lot of it, like when you see the grandparents and do the the Jewish holidays and stuff. Well, it's very sweet. Can you describe what it is? Because I've never actually had it. It is fish. It's like, how can I describe this? It is fish Mm -hmm. and it's, this is going to sound disgusting, but this is what it is. It's like gelatinous. So it's like- it's like a fish cake. So it's like mashed together into a ball, mm-hmm. but it's cold and it's sweet. So it must be mixed with some sort of a sweet vegetable or something mm-hmm. to make it kind of sweet. And it's got the consistency of like a matzo ball. Oh. And it's not super fishy either. Like the taste. It's not like a tuna fish where it would taste Uh like fishy. It's not. It's like spongy like a matzo ball is. And it's almost like if you didn't know it was fish, you wouldn't know. Wow. But I haven't had it in a really long time. But I know I'm not like a super fishy tasting person. It's not super fishy. It's not. Okay. But as a kid, you were like, yeah, give me that gefilte fish. Yeah, I ate it sometimes as a kid. I don't know like how much I loved it, but it was definitely like, oh, I'll have a piece of that. But I would never eat that now in a million years. That's so funny. It's so funny that young, uh, young Lindsay, uh, ate gefilte fish because that to me is just, that's like, that's old, old folks food. Yeah. You know, it's probably like your grandmother's like, here it tastes, it's delicious and doesn't tell you really what it is. And then you grow up and you look at it in the jar and you're like, I'm not eating that. Uh, Like, what what is that? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's wonderful. That is delightful. All right. Last topic before desserts. We're going to talk some pickle action here. Oh. Because you are a pickle is This is my topic right here. Okay. So, oh, we should just do a pickle episode. We should. All right. We're doing a pickle episode just so we can fucking eat pickles. Yeah. All right. So. Here's I have found this in, in, in Jewish delicatessens, and I could never describe it, so I looked it up. You'll find at least two types of pickles at a Jewish deli. Mm-hmm. The faint green, full sour, completely lacto-fermented for at least three weeks, and the brighter green, partially fermented, half sour. Mm-hmm. So do you kind of know what uh, – can you picture that, right? Yeah. There's like yeah. really, really, really bright green ones. Yes. And then there's like – like if you bought pickles in the store, that yeah, color. they're they're a little pale. Yeah, but those are super sour. Yes, and they would bring at least the delis I've been in. They bring it out in like a little tin, a, a tin bowl with a little mm-hmm. uh, fork that you can pick from each one. I'm going with the brighter green fermented half sour. Which one are you going? Oh, for? I'm going full sour. You're going full sour. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going the lacto-fermented for at least three weeks. Yes. I actually, if there was an in-between, I would enjoy the half-sour doesn't taste sour to me at all. It's, it's actually a little tastes more, cucumber-y. more like a cucumber. Yes. 
but I love a full sour and there's a, um, there's a jar you can get at any supermarket in like the cold pickles section. So mm-hmm. not like in the aisles, you have to go to where like the, the meat and cheeses and stuff. And there's like a pickle section there that's always chilled. There is a Jewish, I don't know the name, but those are super sour and they're really good. And they have the tomatoes too. Sometimes you get pickled tomatoes. Yes, yes. See, now again, to me, that's another fine example of like, oh, I'm in a really good Jewish delicatessen is you sit down and immediately those pickles come out. Ah, Whether you ask for them or you don't even want them, they're coming out and there's- They're coming out and there's those tomatoes with it. Whereas as a kid, I was like, I'm not eating these fucking tomatoes. But now Uh, those tomatoes are fantastic. That company, do you know what I'm talking about, Kirk? I think so. They're like a red and white label. Yes, yes, exactly. Those sour, my mouth is watering. Those sour pickles and the sour tomatoes, they're really sour, but they are, they'll bring you to like right back to like a Jewish jelly. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. I'm going to check those out. All right, so we disagree, but I'm still we're still down for the pickles, and that's another great example. Like, if you're at a, gel- a Jewish delicatessen and, and the pickles aren't at your table, you're just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, what they charge you extra? <gasps> Have you been to a place where they charge you for pickles? No, I, I don't. Maybe Friedman's. Like, oh. the cool thing about Friedman's was you could order a matzo ball like a la carte. So oh, if you okay. wanted like a soup with two matzo balls, like you could add an extra mm-hmm. or you could get a latke for as a side. And the latkes yeah. were like kind of hash brown latkes. They were really good. But like if they're, you're right. Like I don't think there was pickles on my table when I got yeah. there. Like you I shouldn't have to order pickles. Yeah. Especially you. You of all people. They should be waiting for me. Don't they fucking know who you are? Apparently not. That's- not in Echo Park and Silver Lake. <laughs> they don't. But everywhere else, everywhere else in LA, they're like, Lindsay's here, get her her pickles. Yes. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to desserts before we go into some tasting. Uh, This is all based on my memory of you're at the delicatessen, you've sat down, you've had your meal, you're going to pay the bill at the counter, and then there's that just Mm. giant display of baked goods. Now, I'm going to call out some, tell me your thoughts. Macaroons. You go with a macaroon. Not my favorite. But you like coconut. I don't like dried coconut. That's right. Okay, so you're not going with the We macaroon. eat those for Passover, so like mm-hmm. it's fine if it's a part of the meal, but that's not what I would order. Okay, what about a babka? Babka's okay. Okay. Not super into it. I honestly have never had a babka. I only know it from Seinfeld because oh. there's a whole episode about it. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, babka is a is like, it's like a loaf of bread, and usually it's a sweet bread, so you can get basically cinnamon or chocolate. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. yeah, okay. it's good. It can be dry though. Often, a lot of Jewish delicatessen. Jewish delicatessen baked goods are dry. Yeah. And I am here for it, which we will get into because I like the, I, you know me, I like it dry. Ugh. Um, but in the uh, Sanford episode, Elaine and Jerry are at a delicatessen 
and someone has taken the last chocolate babka and there's only cinnamon and they're like, they're going to a party and they're like, we can't show up with a cinnamon babka. It's a lesser babka. Are they correct? I, I think don't it know. is. I think it is a lesser babka. Ooh, okay. So it's true. I love cinnamon. Yeah. But if you're going to go for dessert, like, don't you want some chocolate? Agree. You know, it's not enough to just have cinnamon. Okay. So if you're, so uh, let me set the mood. Everything is cured. We're back to normal. Whatever year that is. Lindsay, you, again, this is a complete fiction because you actually invite me to a party. Mm -hmm. I come with a cinnamon babka. Is your response to me, what, you couldn't get chocolate? No, I wouldn't judge it. I would taste it. And if it was, if it was dry, I would be like, this is disgusting. Okay. I wouldn't tell you that. I mean. You would too tell me that. I would not. In this scenario, if I brought the cinnamon babka and someone else that you know brought a chocolate babka, would you be like, oh, you brought a chocolate babka? You treat them a little better? No, I would You're taste treating both equally. and then I would secretly judge okay. whichever one wasn't as good as the other. So you'd keep it to yourself. Yeah. But you're still judging. Yeah. I'm not a monster. <laughs> I judge silently. Okay. But there's still judging going on. Good. I applaud. I applaud. All right. Three more things. I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong. So I apologize. I've eaten them and they're okay. Uh, rugula? Rugula? I love rugula. Do you? Do you like it with, for those who don't know, uh, rugula is a bite-sized cookie uh, made with uh, cream cheese dough and it's filled with nuts, poppy seed paste, chocolate, or jam. Of course I'll eat the chocolate. A jam rugula, nah. It's it's. Are you here for a jam rugula? I prefer a chocolate one, but yeah. I can get down with the jam one. Can you get down for the poppy seed paste one? I've never had the poppy seed. I've one. never had that either. I prefer a darker jam, like a fig, than an apricot. Oh, uh, ooh, apricot rugula. That sucks. Yeah, but that's Way a bad. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not here for that. If there's not, if if the rugula isn't chocolate, I'm not eating it. Oh, I like a fig one too. Do you? Would you take Mm -hmm. a fig over a chocolate if they're both there? Mm, I'd have to see what my mood was. I I think I like them both the same. Shouldn't your mood always be chocolate? No, not for me. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm, Okay. I think it depends on like where my sweet tooth is at. Oh, okay. I mean, my sweet tooth always at the chocolate, which brings us to a black and white cookie. That's my dessert. Oh, there we go. There's our agreement. We found it. That that's is where my I dessert. go. That's, yes. that's what I would go for. Yes. Black and white cookies are wonderful now. They were wonderful as a kid. Mm-hmm. How do you eat your black and white cookie? Um, I typically eat them down the middle so you get a little bit of both but i I figured i like the vanilla better than the chocolate i can understand that the chocolate can be a bit much it's hit or miss with the chocolate also it depends what kind of cookie you're getting yeah also the the sponginess of the of the actual cookie yeah i prefer more of a cakey kind of cookie um because they're all very different some are softer than others 
Some are the icings runnier than others. Some are harder. You have to really like, you have a type that you like. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Cause food is relationship. You have a mm-hmm. specific type. I like hard frosting, soft cake. Oh my fucking God. We are exactly the same with our black and white cookies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That is spot on. Anything else is kind of bullshit. Yeah, I'm not into it. You know who surprisingly has a really good black and white cookie? Who? And this is so sacrilegious, but it's it just is what it is. Starbucks. No way. Swear to God. Really? Yeah. Not like a desperation black and white cookie, a legit, I'm going to go get it. I haven't had one in a couple of years, but mm-hmm. I remember having one and being shocked that it was edible and good. Okay. I will give that a try. because Let's give it a try and see how it is these days. I will go check out a black and white cookie and report back. Because a black and white cookie is so good and it's so easy to fuck up. Yeah. I like when the frosting is hard, but then when it hits your mouth, it like, it gets a little soft. Yes. Yes. And then the soft. It like melts a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like the soft cakey. Also. I want my black and white cookie to be a big ass black and white cookie. Big ass. The yeah. ones at Starbucks are little. Oh, that's a problem. But the cake is good. Okay. All right. That, that'll make up for it. But yeah, if I see a small black and white cookie, I'm like, get, get out of here with that bullshit. I'm okay with that. Are you? Yeah. No, I'm okay I want the, the small big ass. You even said it at a deli. Go big or go home. I'm going with a big ass motherfucking black and white cookie. I know. I think I could get behind a small one too. Wow. Though. Mm-hmm. Final ta- uh, thought about black and white cookie. Have you ever had it? There's almost like a, in the cake, there's almost like a little like lemon essence. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. The one at Starbucks has the lemon essence. Okay. I never really noticed it until then. But I'm I'm into it. It's yeah, good. I'm into it too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, we are so in sync with our black and white cookies. That's fantastic. Last cookie before we get into how's it taste. Mm-hmm. This makes my wife laugh. Uh, have you ever gone to a Jewish delicatessen and got a Chinese cookie? No. Okay. It's. A weird thing. It's called a Chinese cookie, and it is a shortbread cookie. And in the middle of it, there's a little dollop of chocolate frosting in the center. Have you ever seen that? No. So it's an almond-flavored cookie. It's a shortbread, and, the, and it's big. It's usually one of those big-ass cookies. And in the middle of it is uh, chocolate frosting. And we've got, I've gone to several delicatessens with my wife, who's Chinese, and... She looks at it and she's like, what the fuck is that? And I was that's like, oh, that's funny. a Chinese cookie. She's like, there's no way any Chinese person would eat that cookie. That's hilarious. I wonder why they call it that. I don't know why either, but I've seen it in multiple delicatessens. Where it's just called the Chinese cookie. Wow. I wonder it's, if it's, it's because Jewish people eat like Chinese food so much and like they have fortune cookies. So they're like, well, we need a thing. So then that was just their version of like a fortune cookie. I have no idea if that's true, but that's such a great idea that let's just start spreading that. We need like a, they're like, we need a thing. So this is our Chinese fortune cookie. Yes. It's like uh, the Jewish folk love Chinese food so much to honor them. 
we're going to come up with a Chinese cookie that you would never eat. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed in you for not bringing up a dessert that I think is really important. Okay. Hit me with it. Halava. Oh, you know why? Because to me, I thought it was the same thing as babka. No, it's, it's different. Have you ever well, had it? I think I, I think I have. What is it? It's when you check out at a deli counter and there's these little halva bars. Oh, like oh sesame oh, the seeds. Bars. They're yes. So good. So it, yes. I just looked it up to see like what exactly is in them. Um Let's see what is in them. I know it's sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. I know it's that's like, like it's like a can. It looks like a candy bar with a wrapper, right? Yeah, yeah. So it looks like a candy bar. You literally buy it. It's a. It's like a fudge kind of. I guess if you were going to compare it to mm-hmm. something, but it's made out of sesame paste. So it's got this like very nutty, but like sesame flavor but it's not like when you have sesame on top of like a cookie it's a different Mm -hmm. kind of flavor highly 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 recommend it okay i I know exactly what you're talking about good i can picture it at the counter it's at the counter possibly by the lifesavers and i've never ordered it i've never gotten one of those next time you go get it it's really good that's a good pull oh my god we just reverted so far back into my childhood that I might cry. All right, now it's time for How's It Taste? How's It Taste? This is part of the show where we surprise each other with a food based on the theme of today's show to see if we like it. Since today's episode is all about deli food, that's what we'll be trying. Though, unfortunately, because of social distancing, the only surprise is what we got to eat for ourselves. It's just going to be me today. I yeah, got I have something. to be in a bathing suit this weekend. So <laughs> I was going to order a pastrami sandwich from Cantor's. And I stared for like five minutes at my phone because Postmates delivers it. And I'm like, who's going to eat the rest of this? Like, Kirk, you have a family that you could be like, I had a bite. And here you go. Here's yes. the rest. I'm like, I'm going to be stuck with a $20 sandwich from Cantor's. And I'm going to eat it in two seconds. And it's just a bad idea. Yes. And here's the thing, too. Because you're going away, it's not like, oh, I'm going to save it. You have to eat it. I have to eat it today. You'd have to eat it today. A hundred percent. You did the right thing. You did the right thing. Though, I wish you would have videotaped yourself pouring over that cancer going, do I or don't? Should I pull the trigger? It would have been here on time, too. It's only 45 minute delivery. And I was like, and it came with coleslaw and pickles. Oh, see. And you're like. But then I was like, but then I have to order a locker or two if I'm like, I can't not order. And then I'm like, well, then I should get matzo ball soup. Like it was going to spiral into it's going to be a whole big thing. Mm -hmm. It's a whole big thing. Would you before I get to mine, Dr. Brown soda? Do you ever drink that? That's a big thing. Oh, that's like such a big thing. I never really got into that. But that's like my dad and my sister. That was their thing. That's my my stepfather who's Jewish. He's like, I'm getting a Dr. Brown. Don't even. Yeah. Don't even step to me with anything else. I'm going to a Jewish doctor and I'm getting a Dr. Brown. I don't. Yeah. But typically when you get the sandwich that I got, you would get a Dr. Brown. And what I got was the traditional corned beef on rye with brown mustard. Oh, that looks so good. <laughs> yeah. So I am trying a new place, not a new place, uh, 
it's a new place for me in Burbank. It's called King's Deli. Okay. Had never been there. It looked it looked like it had good recommendations on Yelp. It's uh, it's called King's Deli because I guess the, the owners who are super super nice are big LA Kings fans, which is hot. Cute. So I got the uh, I got what's called the classic corned beef, and when I called and ordered mm. it, they're like, "Do you want the LA size or the New York size?" And I was like, "Oh, what's the difference?" And she was like, "LA is four inches, New York is eight inches." Whoa! Yes. So I pumped out and got the LA. Wow! Yeah, <clears throat> I got the four inch LA. I did not get the New York, but it's this is uh, corned beef with brown mustard on rye. I'm going to eat it right now, mm. and I'm very excited because I have. I much. am so excited for you, to be honest. Yes. Good. Yes. Good. Not mind blowing. Okay. Not mind blowing. Okay. But for a corned beef sandwich in Burbank, which is not known for its delicatessens, that is very, very respectable. Okay. All right. It's got the corned beef is very good because it's when you have corned beef, it's gotta be a little fatty. You need some fat with it. Yeah, you need the you need a fatty and pastrami. I feel the same way too. Yes, there have been times where I've gotten, I've, I've asked for an extra lean corned beef sandwich, and I get mocked for it, and I should be mocked because it's stupid. You need the fat, and this has the fat. The mustard's good. The bread is is good. It's soft. Um, I wish it was a little fresher, but that being said, I've had it out uh, on my desk since yeah. we started this podcast, so that yeah. might be on me. But it came with pickles. Ah. Uh. So, sliced oh. pickles. Yeah, because it was to go. Weird. They should yeah. have given you a whole pickle. It's it's the pickle that I like that you don't like. It's sweet. When have I ever said I like sweet pickles? Oh, it's like the cucumbery one. Yeah, it's the half sweet. Half they should have cut it in spears, and they should have traveled that way that's weird that they cut it like that how dare you say that i like sweet pickles how shame on you all right i hate sweet pickles yeah they're the worst i have their coleslaw i'm gonna eat it oh my god no no god damn it no because there's onion in it oh i love onion uh onion and coleslaw seriously i never had onion and coleslaw no there's some onion in there god damn it Mm. oh now i'm upset oh it is way oniony that's crazy yeah, that's weird. Why does the world hate me? Why? Oh, but that being said, I like the pickle. The sandwich is very good. Very okay. good. Okay. All right. So good happy. to know. Good to I'm, know. I'm happy. My son got the pastrami. I'm going to ask him what he thought. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But, oh boy. Now I have onion in my mouth, which is not pleasant. Gross. All right, now it's time for What You Eatin'. What You Eatin'. We're going to close out the show as we do every show with a food recommendation, anything that you are currently obsessing over or can recommend based on today's theme. If I'm not mistaken, you said you had a couple or you just had one. Do you want to go first? No, I have one. Okay. Um, so I am not the best chef. I've heard. And I come from a family of women that are similar, like they cook what they're good at, but you know, when you're going to make like a Jewish meal, I have some suggestions for you. Ooh, okay. For matzo balls and for latkes, 
Now I've done fresh homemade latkes and I've done this option I'm going to tell you about now. And this option is better. I've never tried to make matzo balls from scratch, but I have made latkes from scratch and these are better. So the boxed kind that you get at um, any grocery store at all, like in the section, like the Jewish section, Stretz, S-T-R-E-I-T-S. They have matzo ball mix and they have laka mix. Mm -hmm. And they're really, really good and easy to make. Highly, highly recommend not to go crazy when you're making this stuff. So for the matzo balls, you make the soup separately and then you drop in this mix. And you make them into like the matzo ball shape and you Mm -hmm. drop it into your soup. So this is just for the actual matzo balls. But they're really, really they're what you're going to get at a deli. And oh, okay. The, the latkes too are super, super, super good. So Stretz does it. And then if they're out of Stretz, Manischewitz also does a box for both. <laughs> just get those. They're just as good. They're just as good. Oh, that's so funny. Manischewitz, that's so old school. Yep. Manischewitz and Stretz since 1925. Nice. Do nice it. Pull. Is matzo ball, making a matzo ball uh, difficult? Is it a lot of work? No, you just do this. I'm telling you, you this is the only thing you need is this box. And oh, basically, right. you mix in with eggs and vegetable oil. You let it stand for 15 minutes and cool in the fridge so they kind of firm up. Then you make them into little balls and you throw them into your soup and you boil it with your soup. Mm-hmm. And then you have these like beautiful big matzo balls. Oh, yes. So Love good. That. Oh, I need to get some matzo ball soup. Now I'm totally in the mood for that. Mm-hmm. Good pull. Mine is actually kind of similar uh, cooking wise, but it's a thing that my mom made me when it was like, I don't have time to deal with you. I'm going to make this and you're going to eat this, which was great because I loved it. And it was uh, kosher salami and eggs. Oh, interesting. Sliced eggs? She would cut, no, no, like scrambled eggs. Wow. So she would, she would scramble up some eggs and then fry up some kosher salami, mix it all together. And for a, Ever, I thought that that was her invention. I thought she just came up with that because she didn't want to deal with, with, with me. And it turns out that it is a bit of a Jewish tradition to make this, and it's, it's called like a bachelor's meal. Like it's called a bachelor meal. Like if your dad, if your family's out of town, the dad's home alone, and right. your dad can't cook, he's going to make kosher salami and eggs because that's wow. the only thing he knows how to make. Yeah, it's considered a bachelor meal like in the 50s and 60s. Huh, that's so interesting. I've never had that. We would get salami a lot. Yeah. Um, but I've never had that. That's so crazy. It's it's a it's a good dish. It's 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 very very homey. Speaking of salami, do you Oh god, I can't. All right, I, there's only one way to say this. When it comes to salami, do you go hard or soft? Um, I think I like a soft salami better. Agree. Agree. And I just, love a hard salami, but I think I like to chew into it a little bit more. Yeah. A soft salami. I agree. I agree. And we're going to leave it at that. 
and not say anything else. That is correct. And that's our show. You can find Food Fight anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you like our show, please subscribe, please share, please tell your friends, and please leave us a review. Whether you use Apple Podcasts to listen to us or you don't, but you do have an Apple ID and it's convenient for you to do so, please go give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like even more food content, go ahead and follow our Yummy page on Facebook as well as Yummy on Instagram. And if you have a question, comment, or just want to tell us how wrong Lindsay is for never trying locks, send us an email email at foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it on the air. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.